Hey everybody and welcome to the Nardcast. I'm your host Jonathan and this is DCI number 115. In this episode, Brian and I are talking to Andrew Gilmore of Wolfbrew Games to discuss their first title, Slain. Slain is an action platformer that looks to bring back the glory days of games like Ghost and Goblins and the original Castlevania and their straightforward action and brutal combat. To find out more information about the game, check out the show notes for this episode on darkstation.com. There you can find links to the website, uh, fantastic GIFs, and videos as well. As always, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. Now on with the show. Andrew... Thank you so much for joining us on the Darkcast. How are you doing? Well, dude, pretty good, thank you. Thanks for having me on here. Absolutely. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Now, we are here to talk about Slain. Um, But before we get into the game itself, let's talk a little bit about who you are and and what you do at Wolfbrew Games, which is a a great name for a studio. I I don't know if it's, like, is that beer made from a wolf pelt or, like, what... (laughs) Where did the name come from? That, that's a pretty good one. Well, me and uh, the programmer, Asa Dank, who I work with, uh, we, decided, we got the company together and uh, we decided to come up with two names each and then we just combine them. He came up with Brew and something else and I came up with Wolf and I think Green maybe. And then we just, yeah, just put it together and then we came up with all the Wolf Brews and everything else, else made sense from there really. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. I, I feel like it's... Like, there's got to be some sort of fantasy RPG out there that is some kind of potion that you drink, and it's made from a wolf's pelt, and it, it should be called mm-hmm. Wolf's Brew, or Wolf Brew at this point. It could, yeah, it could that, be that the Wolf's Brew, or it could yeah. be a brew of wolves. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. That is true. I, I, I know it would work for that, that particular thing. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> and it's funny how the name actually turned out like that, because it was totally appropriate. What, just coming up with it with um, coming up with multiple names and combining them, or, or what? You, oh, well, you are a bunch of wolves, and you you like to drink a lot of beer, or what? How how is it appropriate? Yeah, there you go. We're, we're a bunch of wolves, and we like to make brews. Sometimes they're games, sometimes they're beers. Nice. <laughs> do, do you actually brew anything yourself? No, I've never tried. Okay. I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to though for sure. Nice, very nice. I I have a uh, I have a box that says it's like a. It's ready for homebrew stuff that you could you can make it yourself. I've had it for almost a year now, All so right, yes. we'll we'll see if that ever happens. Maybe one right. of these days. I'd say I say this to people: I'm going to like brew my own beer and stuff, and they just give me that look of like, "No, you're going to blow stuff up." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that volatile. You didn't you didn't say exclusively. <laughs> yeah, we we blew up the beer scene. There you go. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I l- stick with t- it. I think that works. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already have the name. Answer. If if you hit it big, then you've already got a name that both applies to video games and you know your own microbrew. So you know, yeah, it works. Yeah. You're ready. You're prepared. Oh, we're pre- we're prepared for a lot of things. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so what what do you do at uh, at Wolf Brew? Uh, you guys are obviously currently making slain. What? What is kind of your role in all of that? What's your, what's your day-to-day job like? I pretty much do like uh, everything that's on the art side. So animation, design, level layout, creature, um, all of the you know the monsters, the attacks, combos. And I do all the animation for that and design all the characters and backgrounds. Very cool. And uh, Acer, uh, my programming partner who I work with on, at Wolfbrew, um, he does you know all the technical stuff. Stuff involving numbers and all that kind of weird stuff. Oh yeah, that's numbers <laughs> suck. Um, <laughs> like pages of text. It's just like, what is that? No. Oh man, that's. Uh. But, yeah. Uh... So, <laughs> so I like um, you know design the game, get in there, play, play it, give Ace um He comes up with all the scripts and the AI for me to build the game with. I ask him for things, he builds things, and I put it in the game, and then I play around with it and get stuff working, and then do art for it as well. Animations. And effects. Very cool. Very cool. 
Now, uh, this is this is the first game by Wolf Brew, um, but uh, if, if you look on your guys' uh, website, there's there's some impressive kind of uh, background with a lot of different uh, video games that people might recognize. Can you talk a little bit about your time before uh, where you're currently at? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I've worked on lots of video games from about 1989, uh, I think I got first got into the video games industry. I was uh, making video games before that, though, since I've been about, um, <clears throat> excuse me, about 10 years old. That's when I got my like, ZX, uh, my ZX81, my first ZX81, and started doing like just texturing adventures and all that kind of stuff, and bio magazines, and spending weeks typing stuff in by hand in order to miss out on uh, some semicolon or a full stop, and the whole thing's a wash somewhere. <laughs> so, so fair enough to say that you've always kind of wanted to do something like this. Yeah, I mean, I just found computers like to be really uh, like awesome tools to be used you know, as to enhance our, our arts and the things we love to do anyway. So having having them around and being able to like make music and do artwork on them and then like uh, do entertainment, to, you know, creating worlds for people to be in and all that kind of stuff is you know such a cool thing for them to do. So I was also uh, very attracted to that. Yeah. Awesome. But like. Uh, yeah, so I started there. I worked in, I think my first job was at Imagitech Design, which is way out in a mill house in northern England. It's about maybe 30 of us working in there, basically for beer and food, <laughs> 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 which is, like, pretty awesome. But then I ended up coming across to America to work for a company called GameTech and stayed here a bit, working on uh, some of the Wheel of Fortune games and uh, Jeopardy and all those uh at the end of those shows, the games that they gave away, like we worked on those for a bit, for the okay. Nintendo and those guys, which was pretty interesting. Working in Miami, living on in South Miami Beach. <laughs> nice. Now that that nice Wheel of Fortune game, what was that? One of the ones for for MS DOS because I played that game a lot. Yeah, we uh, we made it on the. the I think it was the SNES, I think, that we were working on. Okay. I knew it was a, I knew it was a pain in the ass to work on, just because you had to work in characters, which were these little 8 by 8 things you had to make, and you could only use so many of them. So creating artwork and even colors was such a pain. But looking back on that, that was kind of cool. Sure. Which leads me to be able to do Slay now, which is like the total reverse of that. It's just like I'm using everything possible. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah. That's the point of, you know, doing that. Having been through doing all the original pixel art kind of stuff, um, Slane's a bit different now because it, it's kind of abusive, the pixel art of what I couldn't do back then, all these transparency layers and particle effects and colors and, like, palettes, whatever, you know, just casting everything, all the restrictions that were there before aside. Very cool. Very cool. Any other, um, any other highlights kind of along the route? From uh, from Wheel of Fortune to, to oh, right. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, um, I went to 3DO for quite a while as an art director, which was pretty fun. I worked on some of the Army Men stuff there, the Army Men games, Army Men Air <laughs> Attack, mostly that. And then from there, went on to Naughty Dog and Ritual. Well, Ritual was before that, which was pretty cool, working with Quake Tech and that kind of stuff. And then on to Naughty Dog, working on the Jack and Daxter games. Jack and Daxter 2, 3, Jack X, and the beginning part of Uncharted. And then I, uh, I left there. Well, okay. I, got fired. I got fired from there, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Right, right. But, you know, yeah. so, is, is it just you and um, Asa working on the game? Or is... Well, we have a we have Nick, um, who I think you guys have spoken to, who's kind of our PR guy, marketing mm. publisher, who works like pretty closely with us. And there's another artist like Drew, who has just come on recently and is helping me out with some of the more like UI stuff and um, marketing stuff that's outside of the game, and doing a little bit of in-game work as well. Mm. He's a pretty badass tattooist, <laughs> and also has worked in. I worked with him at Frozen Code Base up in Green Bay. Me and Asa and. Uh, Drew and in fact all work there together. Very cool. Awesome. Right, yeah, so, I, 
Oh, yeah, no, keep going, keep going. <laughs> uh, I, I was just gonna ask how long have you guys kind of been together and and working on on Slain? Well, we all like left frozen code base and went our separate ways, so to speak. But we all kind of kept in contact, and I moved out here to the middle of nowhere and kind of uh, I painted in oils and acrylics for about three years, just like practicing my arts. <laughs> wow. And so, like a. Uh, Cut myself off from the video games industry for a little bit to like see where 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 it was going because I, I wasn't in a happy place when I left it. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, yeah. and then um, I just said like, well, you know, I've got like a good twenty-seven years in making video games now, and I really do, do love making video games. So now I've got, now I've just practiced for three years painting and all this. So I've acquired all these new art skills. So yeah, I think I like make a game I want to play just for myself really putting it together and it slowly started gaining momentum and friends caught up with me again and I caught up with them and asked them if, you know, for help and what people would join me and help me out and then we formed Wolfbrew awesome yeah. and then you guys made quite possibly the like outside of Brutal Legend the medalist <laughs> like Iron Maiden Freaking cover of a pixelated game ever. Well, thanks. I mean, I, um, obviously, when I was growing up, Iron Maiden and uh, Black Sabbath, Saxon, all these like old metal bands. I used to paint those on people's jackets when I was like thirteen or fourteen. So it's like embedded in my in, embedded in my art from there, pretty much. So uh, hopefully, that does come across in the game. It's kind of an homage to the, you know all those metal bands that have got me through the times. <laughs> Oh, it absolutely does, with the huge wolf statues and the crazy, like, dragon heads and this dude just wailing around with a, with a big slide. There's, I, I love the, uh, there's a, a gif on the uh, blog page for your website where there's just, like, this ghost wolf standing oh, there and then the main character is just standing there and just shaking his head in a circle and he's got, you know, obviously, like, long white locks just right. whipping around. It's... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I can kind of hear the soundtrack of just yeah, any yeah. metal music and just playing along to it and he's just well he's just I'm, rocking out. As I'm making it, that's what I'm listening to, so that filters <laughs> that filters into it as well, I hope. Yeah. Well that's the that's actually the great spirit wolf. He's pretty okay. he's pretty cool. Like he's one of the NPC characters in, in the game. Very cool. What what does the, the great spirit wolf help you? do is he do you, do you buy stuff from him does he give you quests mm-hmm. there's no uh there's no questing or buying or gold or grinding or leveling in the game no crafting okay. at all it's just it's it's just straight up slaughter and yeah it's, and mayhem. Just, it's just forward momentum slogging through stuff and just learning as you go um over the last uh couple of weeks we've actually redesigned the game to be uh, a little bit more uh User friendly, I guess. Hmm. I I I like to say gentrified it a bit. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so so who is this dude with the sword and why is he why is he slogging about? Well, that's a you know that's part of the story. <laughs> he's okay, a, well, who's the dude with the sword? He's, a, he's the guardian of um, the land that he's called upon to uh, you know save the land once again. He's done it many times. He doesn't recall him actually doing it. Uh, um, but the sword is like a, a big part of the story. I mean, it's kind of um, because Slain is it's set up here as like an intro to the world of Slain. And it's kind of like going through, you know, the intro to to that game. So when you do complete Slain at the end of it, it's kind of like, well, here you go. Here's what's coming next, which we already have planned, of course. Awesome. Very cool. So is this just... Um... I guess in kind of the, the grand scheme of things, where is this? Is this the beginning of everything? Is this kind of a, a middle story or what yeah, where where's Slain taking place in kind of the grand scheme of the Slain verse? Just in the world. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't really have any time period as a um become more apparent as you know as as the game goes on. Sure, so um you mentioned that Ghosts and Goblins, uh, I think somewhere on the website, is kind of one of the inspirations for it. And that, that, that is a notoriously right. very hard game. Um, so yeah. how how does this kind of compare to 
some of the uh, the source material. I or... think it would, I would like to say it's on um, uh, hardness wise, <laughs> difficulty wise. That's a better word. What am I on about? Um, difficulty wise, it's it's more on par with Ghosts and Goblins. It's got like really tricky jumps, like capped apex jumps, and all those kind of things where you uh, faith jumps and. All of, all of that kind of old school platforming, which is you know trying to just get your coin mm-hmm. from the from the arcades. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, more money. Try try more. Yes, two two pounds in now. Whatever. But um, yeah, so it has that kind of element to it. So it's always slogging through to a checkpoint. But I wanted to make it a little bit more accessible to more people, rather than. Um, you know, people were calling it soul destroying before, and I, I was just watching people play it and just get crushed and be like, "Man, am I doing this to people?" Hmm. <laughs> sure. But people just, you know, looking at me like, "No, this is too tough." But you know, I can pick it up myself and play the entire game through. You know, I'll die a few times, but all these puzzles are so inset into my head, and I've been working on them for so long they're natural to me now. <laughs> so I had to take a reassessment of you know that situation. If like, okay. Let's take a step back here and maybe introduce people a little bit easier to all of these puzzles, make them a little bit more complex in screen. Create like a ramp instead of a steep drop? Totally, yeah. A little bit more of a learning curve as opposed to just like, you know, dropping in and, oh my god, crap, what's that? Yeah, we're all here, yeah, it's a nice coast, and then suddenly there's nothing. Hey, this beach is pretty, huh? Yeah, this beach is great, oh my god, it's a shark. <laughs> right, yeah, totally, um... So, so have you just been doing uh, like closed betas, having friends and family play it? What, what have you been using to, to try to get that feedback? Um, I have like a I have my own tester who comes around to my house and like plays it for me. And I check him out. Um, we have like our own, own little testing group as well. Also, we have uh, some you know members of the press and the public that we uh, send versions out to, so they can check it out and just get feedback. Okay, but yeah, you know, not everybody wants to play this type of game I, I understand that but you know I do want to I don't want to compromise it, it uh, being an easy game because I want more people to see it I still want it to be a game that I want to play and I kind of like playing hard games <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess even though they're not you know somebody who likes playing hard games calling them hard games isn't really because you know, they're, they're just games at that point these are the games I like to play <laughs> sure what what kind of changes you mentioned that you know here recently you've kind of gone through and uh, made some changes to it? Anything in particular or noteworthy uh, that you've changed recently to make it not quite as brutal? Well, we, I changed the um, the entire combo system, so it's uh, a lot more set up for a hack and slash kind of uh, push through now. So you can work your way through packs of enemies and keeping it at bay as opposed to before. You have to be very tactical about your attacks and get in there, take a shot, like dodge back, get out of it, and you know finish them up. Or otherwise, the the AI would just come over your sword. And oh, sorry, that sounds a bit sexual, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. They would they would overpower your sword, even though that that sounds a little bit the same. But we'll, we'll just uh, we'll just go with that. So they they would overpower you, and uh, you know they would, they would close and get attacks in regardless. But now you can kind of just just like slog into them a bit and get some more uh, keep keep them coming at you, which, which is easy to play. So it's a uh, yeah. it kind of has that gauntlet feel, the old school gauntlet feels of uh, spawners and just pushing through loads and loads of ghosts. Okay, that, that seems like a pretty big change to make late in the game. What what's it been like, kind of going through and changing something as essential as the, the combo system uh, well you know luckily me and Acer are both experienced in baking games so we have kind of uh, all the infrastructure and foundations in place so uh, you know we can make changes really fast at uh, the higher levels which is just designing artwork if that needs to be replaced then but yeah it took a good you know year and a half to get those systems in place <laughs> in order to be able to do it but now um now we're in our situation, yeah, making those changes isn't really a problem. It's just going back through, you know, rebalancing the monsters, rebalancing their timings, and as soon as you get, like, an idea of, you know, how you want the game to play again, it's pretty easy to go through and to repace all the levels. Well, for, for us, anyway. I'm not sure. Sure, <laughs> that's sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's true for everybody else. But, 
but yeah, like I was saying before, uh, having good foundation systems there, making it easy to move the higher level stuff around. Sure, sure. Is it mainly just combat, or is there kind of like a maybe like a collection, or like you know, is there an a, a open or kind of peace mental world, or is it just a straight kind of blow through? Yeah, it's pretty linear. There are some splits through it, but uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of pretty much as Ghosts and Goblins would be. You're playing through lands, going through different zones, you're pushing through, hitting mini-bosses, then hitting like maybe a bigger boss, and just ramping up and learning and going through until you get to the end. Excuse me. So definitely carrying on with the kind of that, that classic game aesthetic of, 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 of getting to start one place and then having right. the whole kind of pushing through there. Kind of like yeah. the, you know, like you said, Golds and Goblins, like the original Castlevania, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I mean, I wanted to, it to be a game that, you know, because um, there's kind of gaps in my game playing. Well, I'm, I don't want to grind. I don't want to like collect and power up armor and everything. And, you know, I don't want to like play this. Or, and this is kind of a little gap of work. Just want to like sit back, listen to some music and slog, some, slog through some <laughs> enemies chopping their heads off and mowing stuff down for no cause except progressing the game not getting gear or anything. So, uh, you know, I kind of designed it around that premise, I guess, of having this, you know, you know, Tuesday mornings where you're waiting for the World of Warcraft patch update or something. Great game Absolutely, I'm going to I'm going to pound <laughs> stuff until there's nothing left to pound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I, like, that's those that, those kinds of things also not only are, are great in themselves, but as funny as it is, is they kind of... Uh, roll almost like a palate cleanser too when you're like okay I've had oh, there you go. Perfect, quite enough yeah. of this day or quite <laughs> enough of whatever it is I'm doing I just I just need to focus on something like I used to um, have a, a copy of uh, Guitar Hero Metallica oh there you go and that was one of the ones with the drums and so whenever it was just they were, everything was just too much it would just be turning up the TV and just pounding away on you know some ridiculous thing that Lars decided he was going to do with that song oh, um, <laughs> so I could I could absolutely see the uh the effect of you know what? No, I just need to to kill pixelated shit right now, right. and I will blow through this. Right. I but I want there to be some resistance as well. So I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'll oh yeah, that's too. <laughs> so I guess that's the point. I, mean, I play um like a a lot of Diablo three and Bloodborne. Even though I haven't played Diablo three for ages um, since Bloodborne came out, in fact. That's okay. I mean, once you played Diablo three, you've kind of played Diablo three. It's all it's all iterations on that anyway. Uh, but Bloodborne, I can certainly understand because there it's 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 quick. Um, it's but it's also brutal. And if you're not paying attention, if you're not always at the top of what you're doing, you know, all it takes is one guy to come up from behind and you're, you're toast. Right, and it's got that kind of a uh, feel to it. Of a uh, there's a point in the game. Well, you got like I don't know, let's say seven hundred souls or something like a blood echoes, and you get killed, and you're on your way back to get them, and you get killed, and you're like, okay, I'll put this game down then for a bit. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't like entice you or try to hook you to come back, even though you know next day you're just like, okay, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna try and beat that guy now. I'll do it again. This time, right. this time it'll be different. I'm sure it'll be different. Right. <laughs> Oh, I've got my 700 uh, Blood Echoes again, but uh, should I go back and trade them? No, I'll be able to take this guy. I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, uh... controller down again. (laughs) They have a reputation for a reason. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Right, it's, it's still a fun game. But I find that game fun, whereas I know people who are just like, no. <laughs> yeah, I never made it through the first uh, Dark Souls. I I think I spent about ten hours, and like three of those hours were literally <laughs> treading over the exact same area, just continually building up souls because right. I I couldn't get past this thing. And then finally, I like it was pretty early in the game for like where I was location wise but I had god I had like 30,000 souls or something like that (laughs) and then I lost them all and I said no (laughs) I never played it again (laughs) Oh, see I would go back 
Yeah, I know that. That's, um, that's, the, that's the first boss. They threw you right in front of, like, a boss straight away. Bastards. Yep. Yeah, well, it was the the one on the, the bridge. Oh, Taurus? Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I've tried to wipe most of that <laughs> from my, my memory. All right. I'll <laughs> drag those up for you. <laughs> um, speaking of, of memories, uh, yeah, talking about kind of with Slain being... Um, an homage in some ways to you know simpler games more like uh you know like we said ghosts and goblins uh castlevania uh what what is there that you're trying to to do new with it because there's also a mention on the um on your webpage that this is you know kind of a, a strategic twist on classic hack and slash games what what is that twist what makes this different from you know the games from 20 years ago right uh well there's a there's a mana management system in here, and there's a combo system, and there's also um, a weapon switching system, which uh, allows you to use. You have three types of weapons: you have your steel, you have your fire, and you have your ice. And lots of mm. lots of enemies throughout the game are um, immune to some of the weapons. Well, some of them are even immune, and some of them are really weak to some of the weapons. So it's learning to. Um, take for instance, the set of wolf woods. One of the first packs that you come across is a is a skeletal witch summoner so she'll come up to you and uh, she'll summon a bunch of skeletons aoe um so like five or six skeletons will just summon so you need to have your ice axe out and mow down uh, the skeletons with the ice axe because that's a great aoe but because she's a witch she's immune to ice so you can't use the axe on her so you have to switch to a fire weapon in order to take her out um so we have like setups using weapon switching as well as just uh, the combos as well. Mm-hmm. Weapon switching is kind of a thing that I like uh, from... I mean, I really love Quake, and Quake... Well, Quake 1, Quake 2, Quake 3, where you can... You know, weapon switching is a really good thing you could do in there, like hitting people with a railgun, switching to plasma, and like mowing people down, or rocket launching and railgunning, and all these kind of like cool combos. And they're you know, pretty effective. So I wanted to kind of... Uh, get that kind of back into the game where you can like you have a three available weapons you can use some of them are right to use in some situations some of them are awesome to use in some situations and some of them are really bad to use in some situations (laughs) so uh you know work out which ones cool is are there um different damage values for the different weapons or is it more just kind of like Usefulness as far as weak, you know, one enemy has a weakness towards this weapon and is mostly immune to one of the other ones, or, or yeah, something. Pretty much that that kind of setup of like okay skeletons, well, witches. There you go, immune to ice. Most well, the bigger witches are all immune to ice. Hate fire. Fire will just take them out. Hmm. Steel, yeah, just medium damage to them. Still good, but steel's like a much faster weapon. Because they all have their different timings as well. So sometimes uh, using steel against maybe a slower, um, a slower enemy that uh, is maybe immune to fire but is heavy on ice. Maybe you just can't get enough ice attacks in at that time. So switching to steel will allow you to then still do damage and still be able to continue to do damage to them over and over again, as opposed to using his weakness weapon, which was the ice. He'd get interrupted, like, every second strike. So he'd probably kill you. Hmm. So there are those um, there are those setups as well. That's how kind of the wolf guards work in Wolfwoods. They have that element to them. They're immune to ice, but they, if you use steel against them, because it's so fast and they have a really slow, powerful attack, it'll, it'll do the job as well. It's all about using the right, the right tool for the job. Yeah, but... It, some situations are you have to use the right tool for the job in order to pass, but most of the situations are if you use the wrong one, it's going to be really hard, and if you use the the good one, then it's going to be easier to get through. But you can still get through with all of them. Except for settings where I'm setting things up as immune. But I'm becoming uh, less harsh now to the players. I was like way over like DMing it before. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Very cool. Now, you've obviously got the, the three different uh, weapons, and you mentioned that there was crafting in the game. What what all are you no, no, crafting? 
There's no crafting. There's no crafting. There's no crafting. There's no crafting. No. Killing. So killing. No crafting. No. Okay, that's easily confused. Killing. Just yes. Killing. Yeah. Sometimes I confuse. I'll I'll try to go and craft something, and then it, it dies, and I go, "Oh no! I was supposed to kill that, not craft it, or something." Getting, I don't know. I'm getting, anyway, I'm getting tired of that work of crafting in games. It's kind of like going to these like make your own steak restaurants. It's like no. <laughs> it's like no I'm going to the restaurant so I don't have to make my own steak <laughs> right exactly. I mean I take it a like home brewed steak would go great with a wolf brew right there you go right. okay. we'll use that for promotional times when the beer comes out <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I'm just tired of it I get into these games and I'm playing it through and it's like oh right now craft your stuff it's like no I want to use this axe on things <laughs> where can I okay this isn't the right axe to use where can I get the right axe to use for this you can craft it no where am I getting it you can craft it no where am I getting it you can buy it over there also took a lot of those lines so yeah I'm, I'm kind of getting you know, tired of all that and even tired of uh, all of the sandboxy type of kind of games Hmm. I mean, I'm playing a lot of GTA with Acer at the moment because he worked on GTA prior to this. So. Um, now, there, there's obviously kind of the a little bit more modernization to you know, the style of game that that Slain is versus um, you know older older games. But uh, what if if I don't have the nostalgia for those older style games? What I don't know. What what do you feel like is the the drawing point? for slain to somebody that you know hasn't didn't grow up with these style of games uh well it it still does use like pretty much all the stuff that unity has to offer maybe besides some of the like the normal mappings and all of the lighting effects that we don't really need but besides that it uses pretty much all the technology i think i spoke earlier about uh like all the stuff that i couldn't do when I was actually making these pixel games, like, can I have all these transparency layers and effects and how many frames of animation do I get? It's like, who cares now? Just put as many as... How many can you do? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I could just, like, do all these things. Before, it was like, you know, everything was very... very constrained. And that was the fun of making games then, of working within those engine uh, restrictions and parameters. But, like, now, having worked in those parameters and knowing what they are... I've, it feels like I just don't want to, uh, you know, I don't have to abide to them anymore. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to see what a pixel would look like in, in today's technology. And, you know, I, I'd like to think pixels are still the star of the game and, you know, still how the artwork is done. But I like to think that the, the effects and particles and animation are the things that highlights the pixels. Mm-hmm. And makes them steal the star, but just under better lighting, or some would say too much lighting. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Nah, no, it can't be too much lighting. All the lighting, all the lighting. I'll just turn it off. Whatever. That, yep, all at once. The screen just goes dark. This is the hardest level. <laughs> the only the only light you get are the sparks that come off of Batherin as you're killing things. Right. You have to kill to see. Right. Again, you have to actually go to Walmart, I believe, and buy a special flashlight <laughs> that you can come back to, and if you shine it on your monitor, and it's the right monitor, of course. That would be excellent, yeah. especially because you you know you you're using both hands to uh, <laughs> obviously do stuff. So you have to hold the flashlight between your teeth. This right. is we're getting really into the into the weeds with this one. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> total VR, or at least augmented. Yeah, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan. You know, so that's got, so Slade is confirmed for the Oculus Rift, right? Right. <laughs> okay. Good. 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 <laughs> I mean, it would be kind of cool. I'm not sure about VR at the moment. I mean, I've seen it throughout my, you know, 30 years in gaming experience now. Like, I've seen it rise and fall, like, a lot of times. I was going to say, they keep trying to bring it back, because I remember it when I was a kid of going to, like, you know, one of those stores and seeing the big setup display and the huge mm-hmm. helmet that was, like, 30 pounds. And so this yep. time, it kind of looks like it. this might be the time that sticks, but there's still... I, I still think there's a good couple years left before... Something yeah, I, comes to market that everybody's going to want, and right yeah. now you, everybody's got a hard time 
kind of selling this idea that this is going to be it. I think the, the main problem with VR at the moment, and it always has been, um, is the fact that I think people want to do less work playing video games. So yes. ha- having a controller in front of your hand and locking your neck into position and just being able to push those thumbs is kind of great. If we can get less than that by having something we can plug in our head, great, then VR might work. But having me run around and do things with my arms, nah. Yeah, the honestly the the part where VR starts to lose me is where they start where especially with the uh, the Valve uh, the the Vive or the V right, right, however right. you pronounce that you know you you've got the whole like light system where you're walking around in your room and it's just like I don't I don't right. want to do <laughs> if I want that's to why I never play right. my Wii that exactly. Uh, I, <laughs> I do play my Wii, but sometimes it's just like, you know what, that's enough exercise for the day, and it isn't really that much exercise. <laughs> <laughs> but having to, like, carry things, and, uh, I mean, it, it is one of my dreams to be able to make, like, you know, an augmented reality uh, kind of castle, and people, like, spend two weeks in there, it's just all VR-generated, deck style. That would be so awesome. And, you know, generate all the characters within the actual real castle and just use it straight anyway i'm rambling about my vr dreams but anyway so, what is it? it's i don't see it working at the moment just because of the amount of effort that people have to do and uh well the guy that's uh, directing oculus now is the old director of naughty dog as well like jason rubin really so, yeah nice. they got some bad they got some badass people there for sure Oh, they totally do. I mean, come on. What's his name? Uh, John Carmack's doing tech. Oh, yeah, really? Carmack excited for tech. I mean, that's like... That man builds rockets. <laughs> that is true. If anybody was like the Zevran Cochran of our time and going to discover warp drives, it's John Carmack. Oh, yeah, right. There you go. But VR just seems like... I don't know you watched The Legend of Oak Island and The Money Pit, where people just throw money down that pit trying to find treasure. It's pretty much that. <laughs> yeah, I thought. I, I always thought it was the equivalent of, of the other Money Pit. Where it's Tom Hanks just on the second floor, stuck in a oh. rug, hanging between the first and the second. That is an awesome film. I'm seeing. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But sure, if I wouldn't mind checking out uh, another aspect of you know making video games. I mean, I'll check it out for sure. Sure. Like doing development on it, maybe something will appear. Indeed. Indeed, yeah. I think actually some, I think games, maybe not necessarily, you know, 2D side-scrolling games, but you never know. But uh, I feel like the first-person stuff is is not the key to VR, which is what most people seem to be trying to do, sure, to yeah. create, you know, very immersive stuff. But I feel like that's, that's when people are going to be throwing up, when, you know, your body is not moving to, you know, the same right. way that you, your eyes think your body should be moving. Um, and I, I feel like just going with, you know, trying to increase immersion would be kind of cool. And maybe, you know, doing a, um, doing a 3D game where, you know, just the entire world, instead of being on a flat plane, you know, you actually get to see all of the depth of everything would be kind of cool. Uh, right. Yeah. How do you mean the, the depth of things like through transparency or just like different layers? Uh, yes, both. And, uh, being able like, stuff in the foreground actually feeling like it's closer to you than right. you know stuff in the background versus it just literally on the screen being in front of that thing right um, yeah you're still looking at a 2d image anyway but and that's the yeah, another hurdle for the brain to get over yeah but but what if it you know with with some kind of VR, what if you weren't just looking at a 2D image? What if it was actually, you know, you're still walking on a 2D plane, your character's still on a 2D plane, but everything else is is in 3D, almost like a Paper Mario game, just not coming out of the screen at you because you've got goggles on. But I don't know, could be could be neat. That'd be um, like uh, the original Doom with sprites. <laughs> sure, yeah. Why not? Yeah, that actually, yeah, that would. That, <laughs> I got you. That's that's pretty close. Yeah. All right. Okay, so uh, so Slane's not coming to Oculus Rift that, as of yet. Anyway. Um, yeah, it would be kind of gimmicky unless we could uh, 
wouldn't it? Just the, the sword comes out at you like a, a bad Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> the entire screen is just like covered in blood and occasionally there's a clearing that you can see something for a second. <laughs> you, there's just, anytime you kill something and blood splatters, it gets on the goggles and so you, there's some kind of motion sensing so you constantly have to be wiping the visor like you're cleaning blood off your face. That's That's the gimmick. There you uh, go. That is a horrible <laughs> idea. No. No, 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 I'm, I'm getting into it. Maybe the you re, you require this game requires one bottle of ketchup per four hours. You put it, put it in some machine in front and it squirts it in your face as you play it. <laughs> well, then we can just do that in in real life, man. We can just have somebody standing there hitting a a bottle of ketchup and squirting it in your face, and we we can. Bring this right. to reality. Yeah, we can't wear it. That's too. You don't, you don't need a six hundred dollar set of goggles to do that. <laughs> Just a bottle of ketchup and a friend. Oh, um, I'm, I'm, having, friend. I'm having. Well, then you're going to need one sat behind you, moving the chair as well. So you're going to have a, a whole entourage of VR friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. St- still cheaper than an Oculus. Um. Yeah, that's right. You could have four of them and pay them a hundred bucks each. <laughs> uh, well, that that derails a lot there. Sorry, um, Brian, help help us get back. Ask a question that's you know. So you actually did a Kickstarter. Sense. There oh, you go. Yes. How did that go? It was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, we could, we kind of did it did it initially as a to get through the the months that we needed to get through, but to check out the market and stuff as well. Like see what if people would be interested in this kind of game or not, but um, it was kind of a it was a drain on our game power for sure because we're such a small company. There's only like two of us, so well, and well, four of us really, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd do it again. <laughs> Interesting, for sure. But. Besides the drain, uh, any other reason as to why you you don't know if you would do it again? Because uh, I don't know. Just oh. since I didn't really like uh, the experience of like offering people things all the time in order to get money Just from them. Solicit and, money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, sure. I can I can absolutely understand that. I mean, and in the end, all those offerings that we made you know, are going to take us time and money again, which they gave us. So fine sure so i mean obviously like that's that's kind of what came out of it on on that side is there what did the money actually get for you guys uh more time to develop the game for sure and we're going to be able to make all the things that we that we promised people would make with the kickstarter money so the kickstarter kind of plays plays for the kickstarter (laughs) Well, the t-shirts, getting those all done, the totally. posters and the prints. and so that yeah, art it, book, it, you know. We have the art book. I'm, I'm going to do the art book anyway, obviously. But if people are interested in that kind of thing, I mean, it really isn't anything special there in techniques, just a, you know, a bunch of pixels. <laughs> I guess what every game is that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but it was, uh, it was pretty interesting experience for sure were there uh were there any rewards that you actually thought were like really cool that if if you were backing this project you'd be like i want that one uh we were going to make some slain leather underpants (laughs) like like man like man of war style ones so you just stand there with like slain leather underpants on and be like yes Or you should just wear them to work and not tell anybody, whatever. <laughs> so wh- why why didn't that happen? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so I feel like if, if you had that, then that's the only tier that you need. Like <laughs> every tier is just you get more <laughs> more leather underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Who knows? It, it may it may still happen. It hasn't <laughs> has not left my uh, brain. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, I mocked it up as well. I have a picture around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. That's, that's terrifying a little bit. Right. Uh, but <laughs> Indeed, I thought so. 
so you, you've already mentioned kind of that you know you've you've already got some ideas for for the next game. Would you would you consider doing like a Kickstarter like thing for for your next project? Mm, I mean, would we consider it for sure? Okay. Depending on what uh, the situation is, I mean, <laughs> if the first one does well, then maybe we won't have to. Sure. But then again, other people are, you know, are asking for 3.3 million to start their games and things. <laughs> <laughs> Who obviously already have a lot of money. I, I really don't get that part of Kickstarter either. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually... I um, I just recently backed a, a, a musician uh, that I really like. And uh, I did one of the... Uh, not one of the really high tiers, but like $75 or something like that because nice. it gets gets you like signed copies of all of their CDs and stuff like that, which I was like, that That's sounds awesome. Totally. Um, but when I saw that, I was like, you know what? This this artist on Kickstarter doesn't make so much sense as the first time that she was on Kickstarter. Right. Like that, that seemed more necessary. I kind of wish that there was a platform just... A, kind of a centralized location for cool pre-order things because essentially that's all I'm doing at this point right. I, I'm pre-ordering this next album and getting some extra goodies for it Sure. Um, I, I wish there was kind of a, a place like that that was you know kind of like Kickstarter but didn't take away from all the really small studios that need this money as opposed mm-hmm. to the places that are just like hey we want to make available some cool limited edition stuff for you. Right. That's just a random thought, though. Sorry. Yeah, and they, and <laughs> yeah, they could do that as well, as opposed to... I find Kickstarter is kind of a little bit bullying as well, maybe, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to like present all these things that, that you're going to do to people and you know, what they deserve for helping you get started, which is, once again, awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, would we give us some money if, like, we give you a t-shirt, t-shirt and a model? Okay, t-shirt model and this. <laughs> it's like, what do we what need to do? What about a kiss? If we blow you a kiss, I'll totally. give us some money. <laughs> <laughs> we'll think nice thoughts about you. Right. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so we will pray for you. <laughs> of course. We'll, we'll, we'll do ten Hail Marys and, right. and four Our Fathers. Uh, sorry. For each one of you. As we do for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just mean it for you. Right. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Gold, I'd mean it for this guy. <laughs> I, I didn't the, mean it the for the last list are people 100. that I would really actually prefer you focus on. Uh, right. Totally. <laughs> it's kind but of I have bit... that kind of pull. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds kind of Homer Simpson-ish. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> God, I may say Lemmy's name here, but just, just, right just, just David and Alan, okay? <laughs> I already mentioned Hawkwind, so I'm done. <laughs> um, all right, fantastic, Brian. Do you have any uh any more questions before we get just derailed even even more here? No, let's derail uh, it all together and let's just all right, do the do it. game. Uh, we like to end with a little bit of a questionnaire. We uh, we kind of described it for you a little at the beginning, but uh, now we're just going to jump into it, and you're going to be uh, left to, uh, to to suffer Sweet. Um, our amusement okay. and for those of the listeners. Um, so first question, um, who is your favorite video game protagonist? Well, I would have to say it'd be myself, because I like playing the RPGs and MMOs. <laughs> Do you like being that avatar? Yeah, that like uh, yeah, I kind of like don't necessarily like being you know, forced into a character, even though Slayton is well. There you go. We've already talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just ignore this. <clears throat> then next time we go for um, Doom guy or Quake guy. Okay. The the uh, the. Kind of uh, uh, fa- nearly faceless uh, action hero badass. Yeah, space marine esque. Nothing like me at all. Grunts and sneers. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. Totally works. Totally works. Um, flipping the flipping the script. Next question. Um, who's your favorite antagonist? Who's your favorite bad guy or girl? 
Who do I like fighting the best? Hmm. I guess there are a bunch of cool badasses in Bloodborne, for sure. <laughs> there are Once numerous again, ones that I, I like. Uh, there's that that, uh, that that poison beast thing. Um, I guess I know Father Kukarand or whatever that name is. I know that dude gives plenty of people nightmares. I guess my favorite one is um, Amygdala, who's the really big thing with the four arms, and she's in a massive arena, and you can kind of like get underneath her and slash, and then get out and miss her dodges, miss her like big blows, and try and get her in the head and stuff. She's like a pretty cool boss. Oh yeah, but uh, one of my favorite bosses ever, I would say, would be Anixia, the original vanilla Anixia. Absolutely. Anixia <laughs> is fantastic and that, that boss fight like the original one was no right. joke totally you had to roll I, in there and, and you had to be serious and if you weren't in position was, uh, you were ending up in a welt pit yep that's where I was, where I'm, I was always main tank so I had 40 man main tank uh, her and I actually got Keldilar as well which was you got like in the middle of the damn fight oh, nice put the sword down in front of Anixia and she does her like blast and it like it brandishes it it was like, oh wow, and then you, you, know, you have to notify the whole raid. This is what yep. I'm going to be doing. This is what's okay. happening. This is why we're going in here. I'm going to get this sword, and then we're going to be able to tank her easier because I have those yeah. of her. But anyway, I'm damn it. I'm doing this whole thing. Do not fuck me over here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> World of, original World of Warcraft had some of the, the most awesome gameplay, the vanilla stuff. Not like I, I haven't played it for a while now, like a few years. So. Well, I can tell you that. Anixia is still there, um, and there is something thrilling about being go about going in there with a the max level character and just slaughtering right. by yourself. Yeah, that's a, the last thing I did was like ten man her like uh, just before uh, level seventy, I think. And it was like ah, oh, the once awesome beast. Yeah, I, I I think I the, I had her on because I was looking for something specific. I think I wanted the uh, she drops a mount now. Like a, right. flying, like a flying Anixia that you can ride on. And I think I had her on farm status with my hunter where I would basically roll in, it would take me two minutes to get all the guards, and then it would take me like a minute and a half of just pelting her and, and <laughs> nothing. Yeah. I mean, she drops the... Total ridiculousness. The, 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 the pet tank would hold her the entire time, and I would just stand in the corner and just shoot her. Oh, I feel sorry for her. All those guys. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's... She she ruled the skies for so long, only to to be brought down so low. Right, she was been such an awesome fight. And nice three stages, got to do your stuff, get there, do some damage, and then it's like into the air, and the hellfire comes down. Everybody has to take it to the sides, back in. Okay, now she's back on the ground. Yeah, back off, back off! Let the tank grab her! Oh my god, she's going nuts! Yeah, totally. <laughs> Totally, and, yeah. and of course that engagement there for the tank was like the one that you had to do. When she exactly, yeah, that down. was it. That was except, your job. Except some hunter would always tag her on the way down, or some yeah. warlock dot her on the way down. <laughs> anyway, they, yeah, totally. I was thinking, I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> Excellent. Now that now that we're done with the Warcraft minute, um, we're gonna Very go down cool. to question number three. Um, are there any uh, trends in video gaming today um, that you are that you think are are small, but you'd like to see get bigger? Anything that, that people are just starting to do that you you kind of say, you know what, everybody should kind of glom onto this and let's let's make this really grow. Mm, well, that's kind of hard because I mean I follow like so many people on like Twitter or like on art, and they're all going in different directions at the moment, which is really awesome to see that everybody's trying to do their own thing. But of course. You know, everybody will jump onto something that's successful and, and try and do that as well in order to get like a bit of you know either um, experience or fame, one of them. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess I'd like to see a bit more of a like hardcore low poly stuff going on, like the Quake One days of stuff. Open GL. <laughs> okay. Just to kind of get like a return to that, like the like that particular style, or um, or just something with like that kind of look that uses some more modern game stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean we've we've spoken about you know whether we're going to make a slain to a 
a side scroller again, or other words, we're going to change genre completely. Um, so it may end up being like a Quake Hex and Heretic like game for all we know. Wow. Um, because those are some of my, uh, I mean, those are kind of games that I think today's gaming generation has missed out on. And like uh, the guys that were playing it before didn't really know about it. So it's kind of middle ground where there was a bunch of cool games come out at like a, you know, 93 to about 96 or whatever, when the video games culture now is just starting to rise. Um, and maybe missed out on these like awesome first-person fantasy games where the levels are just really clean and fast-paced. But with today's technology, we could make build all these levels, not complex, but just bigger levels and just more gore systems and better AI and all this kind of stuff that we have now. So well, I'd like to see the old Quake 1, Quake 2's style games coming back a bit more. <laughs> That's, that's, that's something I haven't heard before, and that sounds that sounds really neat. Um, I they they were never, I was never any good at those because I was never much of a Twitch player as far as like right. kind of running around and backing up and firing at the same time right. and doing all that. But I loved uh, watching people do that. It's, yeah, at the time, like I didn't even have a computer, but my best friend did, and so I'd go over to his house and he'd be the one who was always like playing like the you know, oh my God, Spirit Destiny came out, we got to come over oh, yeah. and play this or. Right, uh, right. Yeah, so it's just fantastic. So just sitting back watching those, um, I can yeah. completely understand why you'd want to see kind of some of that come back again. They were they were just really fun and competitive. Uh, you know, the, the death match were just really fast and not long drawn out. Uh, you know, matches it's just fast, um, dead, fragging, or you run. I mean, you spend the entire level running backwards, shooting people. <laughs> it's like yeah, so you got to know all the loops and all that kind of shit that was going into the Sorry, that's right. Um, all that kind of stuff that was going into that. Um, yeah, so they, they were just fun games. I had a lot of fun, and they were some of the first games that I ever played online. I used to take my like P60 or P75. I can't remember. Like over to one of my friends' places in England that we used to set up and get a bunch of beer. Put on some like uh, he was really into R and B, so we'd listen to like uh, Barry White and stuff, and get some fragging on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that combination is one I have not heard of. And yet I'd be totally down to try. <laughs> that yes, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And you you're logging on then to like uh, before Quake World came out, so it's uh, you know you got a, a good three hundred and twenty ping or something, so you're playing the. You're playing a level by memory. Look at one frame every like ten seconds. <laughs> so yeah. Coming and I'm hitting my fire button now. Right. Very good. Run, He's fine. Running by this door, I'm by this exit. Turn ninety degrees left. Fire. Let off a rocket launcher. Run. Jump down here. Okay. Back. We're back. We're back in the game. Good. Okay. Here we go. Just in the background, you'll never find. Just perfect. That's <laughs> totally. fantastic. Yes. Hey, girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Deep Barry carrying you through some quake. That's yeah. That was when we you know, we play um we played Diablo and uh, and Quake there. Man, Barry White to Diablo too. This is you have. There's so many good ideas here. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <sighs> All right, question number four. We got to move on. He's um, also flipping the coin on this one. Um, are, are there any uh, tropes in video games today that you'd like to see just go away completely? Anything you're just sick of? Well, I can't say I'm really sick of anything because I have really, I don't really play that many games. I kind of, um, I play two or three games a year, but I play the crap out of them like all year. <laughs> so, so I'm not like, you know, I don't get to experience like a, a lot of games. But I guess the the crafting and uh, sandbox games <laughs> are kind of a bit tiresome and uh, it's kind of a bit of a cop-out in some ways. I mean, there are really good versions of it and not all of them, but I think uh, there are lots of, you know, here you go, here's a bunch of like game elements and things that we found and we've thrown them all together for you to make a game out of. Once again, making your own, cooking your own steak. Yeah, totally. And I mean, there and there are a lot of them that are that are genuinely very good. Oh, but yeah. then there's the ones out there that are like, you guys just threw this all together, and you're hoping I make something to have fun with. 
Uh, right. And it's like, all... if I wanted to do that, I'd get Game Maker, I'd kind of do it myself and make some money, but, you know. Right, right. Like, what am I paying for this for? Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, uh, all the all the, the free-world stuff. It just seems like a bit of a cop-out for design. And a cop-out for, like, a storytelling linear, even though I'm not a great storyteller and a fan of storytelling video games either, because, you know, I like movies and I like... Uh, reading books um, which to me do it way better <laughs> so <laughs> but what do I, what do I want to hit things or you know get into some fight PvP online with people you know computer's great for that books can't really do that for me that's not sure I think I digress from the main question what was that again <laughs> that just just things video games that made you it's like you got it you, you can yeah I guess the I guess I guess the sandboxing and uh Although we're going down, like people aren't interested in our game. Uh, hey, we've got crafting now. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Add on crafting. I could spend more time in there, clicking buttons, not hitting things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Um, so you, as per earlier described, you've kind of been doing this forever, basically. Um, if you had no restrictions in front of you, is there any other profession you'd like to try? Well, um, I'd like to be a uh, death metal, black metal rock star, maybe. <laughs> Playing an instrument or like growling into a microphone? Oh, both. I'm not, very good. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not a very good growler, but I do play guitar. Oh, okay. So you're halfway there. I, I've been playing guitar like uh, about 20 years, but yeah, I still suck. <laughs> well, there's a reason you make games, right? Yeah, I plateaued on the I plateaued on the guitar in the first five years, and I haven't been able to get back past that. I just play the same stuff over and over again now. <laughs> I can do this, damn it. <laughs> well, as long, uh, as, as long as you're happy with it, you know. Exactly. It's, it's for you. Right. It's for you. That's what counts. Uh, next question, is there, um, if you had the chance to go back and play any game for the first time, um, what would it be? Ooh, uh, well, see if it can be Ghosts Ghost and Goblins or Gauntlet, really. Wizard needs food badly. What was that, sorry? I said Wizard needs food badly. Totally, don't shoot it. Yeah, don't, don't, please don't shoot it. I checked out the new one, Slayer, and that was, like, pretty cool. I got to uh, check that out with some friends. Is on the PSN network. Yeah. Oh, totally. And, and um, it was nice that they did the whole PS Plus thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, totally. With it, where you kind of pick it up for free, especially to get some friends out there doing it. Uh, it I, certainly was. I like. It had a lot of the elements, but it certainly was a departure from what Gauntlet used to be. Right. Um, yeah. Totally. It wasn't as manic anymore. Um, which I. That's the part I liked. And it didn't look so busy. But maybe like later on in the game, it like, picks up a little bit. I haven't really played it that much, so. But yeah, I really loved to you know going to the arcades when I was like what eleven or something and playing Gauntlet and you know waiting in line. You know, four people stood there. Oh yeah, uh, with their quarters up on top. Uh, I like to think like Slain. Uh, I wanted to kind of have that that aspect to it, so you know it's best played. You know, sat on the sofa on a TV with maybe like four of your friends drinking some beers and like taking it in turns and passing the controller around. Just like, yeah, dude, you're lame. You can't even make that jump. Give it to me. You're an idiot. Oh, <laughs> see, I made it first try, as I said. <laughs> so I kind of like wanted to be played uh, almost like it was on view in an arcade. <clears throat> so I think streamers will kind of have fun with it, maybe. Sure. That's awesome. That works. Uh, final question. Um, at the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom, Sweet. and Toad is there with the Book of Our Deeds, <laughs> what would he say to you before he lets you in? Hmm. Uh, well, at least you tried. <laughs> I like that. A modest. You gave it a go. That's. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, well, at least you tried. Maybe like that, though. Not like, well, at least you tried. <laughs> Not implying success at all, just <laughs> thanks for at least trying. Hold on, hold on, middle mushroom dude. Who tried better? 
Is that a ranking board? Uh, oh, don't show me. Yes, you're right. you're... <laughs> no, I don't want to see. Never mind. Uh, never mind. Am I in the top sixty million? Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm, I'm set. I'm, I'm proud of that. <laughs> Hold on. Hitler's number twenty. What a top of ranking is this? He, he tried pretty hard. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he tried the wrong damn way. <laughs> Sorry. I never said you had to try anything good. Exactly. You just have to try. Okay, well, I'm I'm restarting then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, now that I know that important piece of information, let's do this again. (laughs) Give me the controller back. Yeah, I didn't know that's what I was thinking. (laughs) That's where the bar is set. Please let me try again. Oh, I I think we have the premise of a game right there somehow. <laughs> All right, well that's it. You passed. We've reached the end. Thank you, um, Jonathan. Give him his gift and take us home. Well, Andrew, we we don't have any gifts for you except for our undying love and admiration for you uh, sitting down and going through all of that. Thank you so much for joining us and talking to us about Slain. If you could send us out by letting our listeners know where they can go to find out more info about the game. Okay, well, you could follow my Twitter account, which is Mr. A. Wolf, um, which I'm always tweeting my GIFs and everything through there. And there's also the wolfbrewgames.com website. And also you will find us on the Steam store as well. Um, Maybe I can give you a link for that later. All right, fantastic. Well, thank you again, and good luck as you guys kind of finish up development here in the next uh, month or two. And uh, best of luck going forward from there. 